marketplace is a phenomenally challenging business. Notwithstanding that, that is also you know a blessing and a curse. If you can make it work, then all of the other uh, you know potential entrants are also going to suffer that same challenge. So you do have a very defensible um, position. Welcome again, Startup West, the podcast about building scalable startups in sunny Western Australia. My name is Danelle Cross. And I'm Charlie Gunningham. And before we start, we'd love you to subscribe to this podcast, tell everyone about us, and give us a review wherever you get your podcasts, all right? As it really helps others find us. Here at Startup West, we like to talk with startup founders, those brave people who risk it all, plow their money, time, and energy into doing something new, difficult, and disruptive. And we ask them how they do what they do and any learnings along the way. On this episode, we have the always smiling Chris Evans, the founder and CEO of equipment rental site, Quipmo. Hi, Chris, and welcome to Startup West. It's fantastic to have you here. Thank you very much. It's my absolute pleasure to be here with you both today. Awesome. So kicking us off, can you talk to us a bit about Quitmo, what it does, how long it's been going and where you're at with it now? Yeah, certainly. So Quitmo is a surf, bike and snow peer-to-peer gear rental marketplace for locals and travellers alike. On our merchants, uh, they are both individuals who have gear in the shed who are looking at making a few bucks from things that they already own, but also existing hire businesses who are seeking a digital channel to market uh, and obviously seeking to increase the number of rentals that they're making. And in terms of launch, I launched Quipmo in February of 2017, so a little while ago now. Yeah. Four Four years. years. Yeah. Four years, indeed. And it's still just yourself, I think. Is that right? Or have you got got new staff now? No, we've got some staff. So we have Tim Hill, who is leading operations in Queensland, an absolutely Mm -hmm. fantastic guy. Uh, And also Jake Falkender, who is our VP of Digital, uh, also in Queensland. So how long have they been with you? Uh, Tim started uh, the first of this month. Right, okay. And uh, Jake, yeah, also similar timing. So right, so they've just come on board. Yeah, exactly. not that ancient and old. No, 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 no. no. These are recent. It's been you for four years, right? It has been. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so where did the idea come from, Chris? Uh, So I had, um, I'd been doing a little bit of post-grad study. I did a Master's of Applied Finance uh, in Sydney and then an MBA in Queensland. And so as a function of that, I was looking at business case studies all of the time and really became quite fascinated um, by marketplaces as a business model and the idea of co-creation where customers can participate in, in really building the kind of organisation that they wish to to, tra- um, yeah. to transact with. Mm. Um, and I'm also an avid surfer and I've, you know, travelled the world and, uh, you know, I'm still hopeless, but I, I've, you know, I've travelled the world <laughs> surfing and, and I yeah. love it. I really yeah. do. Yeah. And so I thought, you know, this is quite interesting, you know, when I, I've travelled, you know, somewhere remote or unfamiliar, mm. you know, if there's no waves or the wind's going in the wrong direction and you're looking for something else to do, it can often be really difficult. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a scarcity of information or you're not sure whether you're going to have a great experience with a particular shop or get a reasonable price or, you know, what that customer experience mm. is going to be. And I thought, well, this is really interesting. There's a very mature market here. People, you know, people hire a, a SUP in the Wit Sundays or a surfboard in Torquay or a bike on Rottnest Island. People are already hire gear. Everyone yep. hires things. But it, the process is very um, fragmented and the market is very unsophisticated. And I thought, you know, perhaps there's something here. There's a way mm. to, uh, to fundamentally improve customer service in a world where people want to transact online and want to have the information to make an informed decision. And... Presumably then also for those people who, who, when you could travel overseas uh, and wanted to take their surfboard with them, didn't have to because they could just rent it when they got there or Mm. have it already sorted out before they get there rather than take the thing with them. That's exactly right. Or their bike or whatever. Or their bike or maybe it's, you know, even things like, 
you know, a snow jacket for, for young kids. It's mm. not the sort of thing uh, right. where people actually want to purchase when mm. they're traveling. You know, kids obviously grow out of things so very, very quickly. Right. How can you actually prepare before you actually even go traveling? So mm. you could rent ski gear from somebody in Japan if you're going to ski in Japan without having to buy it yourself or rent at quite an exorbitant cost from a shop when you get there. That's It affords all sorts of options. That's right. exactly right. Mm. And any other competitors in that space? Yeah, there's, mm. there's, there's numerous parties around the world, you know, startups and early stage scale-ups who uh, have similar business models. You know, sometimes there's slight differences in, in the verticals that they're approaching and from a strategic perspective. But, you know, Spinlister in, in the US, there's uh, Sporty Rent in France, uh, Lycal in South Korea and, um, right. and you know, there's there's – all sorts of organisations who are trying to crack the market. And I suppose from my perspective, that's actually really exciting. Yeah. It shows there's appetite across culture, across language, mm-hmm. across product category. Um, it's simply a question of execution strategy and who can actually – How did you mm. keep going in the early years? I mean, number one, on your own. <laughs> amazing. Four years. and Because uh, we'll get to your fundraising, which happened last year, I think. Last, that's correct. Last year. So how on earth did you keep it going for three years? And then secondly – COVID must have smashed you to pieces because people aren't traveling. So let's do the first question first. Okay. How did you do those first three years? And just as you were getting on your feet, COVID comes along. Yeah. So look. How like, are you still smiling? Chris? Look, look <laughs> the, so, some days are uh, tougher than others. I don't know. I would mm. be, well, I'd that's be startup lying. life, right? Yeah, startup life. You know, mm. like uh, obviously you start out and, and you have ambition for, for taking huge, great big strides. Um, and perhaps there's periods where those strides are closer to a shuffle but you know like <laughs> I, I think it's um uh, look I, I certainly underestimated the the how difficult the business model is to get off the ground yeah uh, a marketplace is a phenomenally challenging mm. business notwithstanding that that is also you know a blessing and a curse if you can make it work then all of the other uh you know potential entrants mm. are also going to suffer that same challenge so yeah. you do have a very defensible um position yeah. um but it's it's um you know it's certainly I'm probably a pretty headstrong kind of character and, right. and that has probably served me well during I mean, this I mean, you were doing other jobs? Were you doing other stuff on the side? No, no. To pretty keep yourself going? No, pretty much totally Full focused. on for three years? Yes, yes, all in. Wow. All mm. in. So time will tell whether this has been a wonderful decision or uh, I don't know. Or no, I think time is telling that. <laughs> and, and then COVID. COVID, yeah. Yeah, so COVID's interesting. Um, so certainly from a demand perspective, you know, it offers challenge um, from international tourists and, mm. you know, one of our mm. core markets uh, are certainly backpackers. You know, mm. there's over 600,000 mm. backpackers typically come to Australia each year and on average stay 73 days per trip. So they're a perfect mm. market of, you know, young people want to travel, uh, want to transact online, travelling yep. light, yep. looking for experiences. They're right. a perfect market for us. So certainly it meant that we had to adapt from a demand perspective. But there has been benefits. So, you know, obviously intrastate travel, particularly in Western Australia and Queensland, have mm. been boom time levels. You know, we certainly see that in yeah. uh, the, the volume of demand for caravan parks and people seeking to mm. travel with, you know, yeah. camper trailers and the yeah. like. So there has been demand. It's just coming from different, different sections. Yeah. But yeah. I think there's also a sense of counter-cyclicality in terms of the existing hire businesses and their enthusiasm to list on the site because their natural walk-in traffic has decreased fundamentally mm. and also there's been a cultural shift in terms of how people wish to transact. You know, people don't really want to be walking through malls and in shopping centres and the like. Mm. Right. So all of a sudden a digital channel to market starts being really appealing. Because yeah. I, I was saw a presentation from CCI economists the other day uh, in WA and they said that uh, $6 billion that West Australians usually spend on overseas travel – 
has not been spent because they can't go overseas. So that is now being spent in the local economy. And I suppose that trend, this is just one you've been talking about, I was down in Albany in January and thank goodness we booked our Airbnb six months earlier because there was nowhere, mm. nowhere to stay. Yep. So have you seen then this, you should have the stats presumably, local people have been all over Quipmo using it because of this intrastate or in, interstate travel and within a state travel, which has just boomed. Yeah, look, we've absolutely seen an uptick. You know, we, yeah. we have absolutely seen an uptick. Um, and there's certainly opportunity. I think you know the the particularly on the east coast as well. You know the you know the supporting obviously the recent announcement in terms of support of flights. Um, there's right. a tremendous amount of encouragement that I think will be seeking to underpin the travel uh, and leisure sectors going mm, forward. Mm. But from a fiscal policy perspective, I think that they will have to continue. You know the, the realistically without international travellers coming through, I think government support is something that will certainly mm. be here over the realistically over the medium term. Yeah. And so I believe you've bootstrapped for the first three years. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, of Quitmo's <laughs> life. <laughs> Feel your pain. No. <laughs> and um, and you raised last year. Do you yeah. want to talk us through how uh, that went? Absolutely. Very Look, absolutely thrilled to, um, to have a, a truly top-tier, incredible investor um, backing our vision. So East Court, which are uh, a Western Australian family office, um, have come on board and, and took our entire round uh, in October of last year. Um, and they're a wonderful investor. You know, they bring great strategic capital to the table, not mm. simply yeah. um, not simply finances and yeah. uh, and have been a, a wonderful uh, supporter of- it was half a million? Yeah, yeah, 500K. Nice. Yeah, Terrific. Yeah. Nice round. And West Australian and too. West, exactly yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah. So we have been incredibly fortunate mm. to be, um, you know, to be supported by such a wonderful family and- uh, um, you know, it's obviously a first step in our aspirations and, you know, our, our sort of our, our conversations uh, and, mm. and efforts are already starting to look towards a seed round, which will be far more significant. Um, but we have a very bold vision and, and we're firmly of the view that the COVID is actually an opportunity for mm. us because mm. people are not going to be seeking to holiday in cities. People want to be in, in rural areas. And how did you areas. find East Court? Mm. So I was on scholarship from the city of Canning to participate in WA Leaders. It was incredibly uh-huh. fortunate. Mm. And, and WA Leaders is you know, a wonderful organisation and, and, again, has been incredibly supportive uh, of Quitmo as the city mm. of Canning. I must disclose well. I'm an advisory board member <laughs> of WA Leaders. <laughs> this was not planned. It was, no. a Dorothy, it was a Dorothy Dixer of a question right there. Well, well disclosure. <laughs> disclosure made. Um, <laughs> I had nothing to do the, with putting you together. No, no, East Court. no, you didn't. No. So, but one of the the mentors at uh, WA Leaders, John Gropoli, uh, we you know we were speaking uh, just in general terms about Quipmo, and he was offering counsel and, and advice, which is mm. you know a, a key part of the mentorship offered mm. by WA Leaders. And from that, uh, he made an introduction to East Court, and and then obviously the process commenced from there. So, hmm. um, wonderful story, really. John yeah. uh, now sits on our board. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's one of our directors and uh, uh, CEO uh, of East Court. Tom Osterhoff is our chair. So, you know, both incredibly yeah. wise and incredibly capable people to be offering uh, and wonderful counsel. Was it the first time that family office had invested in a tech startup like you? Uh, to my knowledge, yes, mm. but I. I I'm not entirely sure, but right. to my knowledge, yes. Oh, good to see them uh, active in the community because we need more of mm. East, people like East Court to, to back early stage ventures, right? It yeah. seems to be lacking. Mm. Absolutely. And what has that allowed you to do, that, that mm. investment, apart from obviously the wonderful mentoring and advice you get, but presumably mm. the cash would have been nice and has allowed you to 
bring on two staff mm. to start with. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. So what else? Which is which is key, you know, mm. like that's being able to to accelerate our ambitions and bringing, you know, new ideas and intellect and enterprise to the table is yeah. is and your interstate. Incre- and move into Queensland. That's and, exactly yeah. right. You know, yeah. the, obviously the opportunity between Byron Bay and Noosa is, you know, yeah, yeah, right. a critical Huge. part of Australia yeah. for us. So that yeah. really is sort of the focal point. Yeah. Um, and so beyond that, of you know, we're in the process of uh, of relaunching the site very soon. So that's an incredibly exciting step. Um, mm. But also in terms of just uh, really doubling down on, on sales and marketing efforts. So, you know, a combination, you know, product team and sales and marketing, you know, the, the mm. classic trinity. Um, but it also, I think, it engenders the sense of confidence and sends a signal to market that uh, um, you know that our plans and aspirations are very real, um, and that we do have a very executable strategy that we seek to to realise those. Yeah. Just exciting, yeah, it's great. Very... Well, it's going to be a huge year, twenty twenty one. Yeah, especially as we open up again. Yeah, yeah, and especially maybe you'd be ready for international travellers. As and when I don't know. Back into this year, I don't know when when you think it might be, but oh, yeah, I think that's optimistic. I, right. Look, I, I think there'll be trouble bubbles, um, obviously right. between New Zealand, and then I think realistically it would be plausible for them to be extended more broadly to the Pacific. You know, smaller mm-hmm. nations like Fiji and Samoa and the like, um, given their very significant relationship with New Zealand in particular. Um, but I think you know until you know, particularly until. Um, some of the developing world has the vaccine rolled out through the developing world. I think there is going to be yep. continue continual challenge for international travel. And a special shout out to all our sponsors. Uh, we've now got six sponsors at Startup News that uh, also help us with the podcast, which is part of what Startup News does. Please, guys, go and support them. Space Cube, New Industries Fund, Curtin University, City of Perth, RSM and Dinner Twist. And if you bump into anyone from them, just say thanks and hi from Startup News and Startup West and thank them for what they're doing to support us. So we're going to take you a bit step back in time here, <laughs> back through your career. Are you you were are you Perth born and raised? I I am indeed. You were, but then you went around. Do you want to talk us through that? And then you've come back home. I, I have. So I am certainly Perth born and bred. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a parochial Western Australian. Mm-hmm. Um, Where did you grow up? In Rossmoyd. Mm-hmm. So just south of the river. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a lovely little spot. Yeah. And um and yeah, I, I have certainly lived in lots of places. I've lived in you know most parts of the the country, uh, give or take, and you know including when I was uh, uh, nineteen and eight month surfing safari around the countryside. So awesome. that was lots of fun. So I've lived lived in lots of places and studied lots of places around the country. And um, but Australia is a wonderful place to be. And know? at school, I'm a former teacher, so I'm always interested. <laughs> yes. What were your favourite subjects? Or yeah. Did you show any entrepreneurial <laughs> bent Spirit. at school right. or so, leadership so, roles? Uh, well, look, I, I probably was the sort of student that you wouldn't have looked forward to uh, to teaching. To teaching. Okay. So I, I probably spent equal measure in uh, academic extension subjects and in detention. <laughs> so I was. I, I don't know whether I would say I was a delightful student. Okay. I, <laughs> Well, there's something about you then to, to do that. Bit of get up and go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or I, I, just lazy or what was what, it? What, well, look, it, um, I've probably mellowed a little bit in my okay. old age. <laughs> okay. And then after school, your 19, eight-month surf safari, then what? Uh, yeah, so so started uni, uh, then dropped out of that, worked in a surf shop, uh, ah. and, uh, which was great fun and you know, surfing was far more interesting than uh, than going to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then the surfing safari uh, came back to work in the surf shop uh, and um, and my boss at the time who was you know really, really lovely man and he, he said, 
said to me at one stage, you know, look, this this is probably not going to be your your life. You know, what are you? Yeah, what, what are, are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, interesting. Went mm-hmm. back to um, I've been very lucky. I've yeah. had some wonderful mm-hmm. advice. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, and then so went back and then finished an undergrad degree mm-hmm. and then. Um, and then sort of career. MBA? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that, that was there's a bit of a gap between yeah, between yeah. those. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're investment banking. Just tell us some of those jobs you had before yeah, okay. jumping into Quitmo. So I started out um, from undergrad. I then started out a, an internship opportunity um, from a fellow who I'd worked with and um, the surf shop. He, he was part of a sports store, which was affiliated with with um, Miller Surf at the time. Um, and uh, from there, he gave me an internship opportunity in government. So I started out in marketing in government of all things. All right. um, and then that's Here turned, or over east? Yeah, no, no, in here for… for WA state government? Uh, yes, yeah, so it was government? an agency of the Western Australian Department of Education and Training when they were a single entity at, at right. that juncture. Mm-hmm. Um, that's obviously always a meandering um, mm-hmm. path. But uh, um, a wonderful organisation, quasi-government in, in the fact that it was fee-for-service. So it was really, you know, great experience. From there, I then worked um, for a Shell subsidiary in New Zealand in commercial roles and then back here in Rio Tinto in more commercial roles and then uh, Biz, which was a a portfolio company of KKR, the private equity firm, Um, and that was sort of commercial roles then into strategic alignment and then from there, um, director and chief operating officer for an engineering consultancy. So a, a very meandering path and then after that is then the Two years of study for the applied finance and, and the MBA after that. So it's mm-hmm. been a, a unconventional and uh, and meandering path. And was there a moment when you went, Quitmo, I'm going to do this, or was that a slow burn to get mm-hmm. there over a period of time? The idea that never went away, or was it just to fall in love with it, do it, jump yeah. in? Yeah. So I, I suppose you know, like I'd always had aspirations to to do something, but I always felt that my professional career was effectively my apprenticeship. Which is also why I always chose yeah. jobs where there was an opportunity of learning. It wasn't. It certainly wasn't a linear career path mm. or a traditional career path. Mm. Um, and I had founded a, a charity in 2012, which had had done you know very well, and you know had operated in seven countries as well as every state and territory around Australia, just for fun. It was just. It was just. Wow, what was know, that? Tell us about that. Uh, so it was called Community Mates, uh, and it simply mm. helped people who are interested in volunteering find volunteering opportunities with existing charities and helped uh, mm. charities find uh, volunteers for their That's events. Great. So mm. effectively a marketplace. Marketplace, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> that was your that apprenticeship. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, that was very, you know, that was great. You know, we, we achieved, I think, over 20,000 volunteer hours with 4,000 volunteers and supported over 400 uh, charities and not-for-profits mm. um, on a budget of less than $5,000 over seven years. Mm. So, you know, the, you know, the mm. level of altruism and, and you know, yeah. philanthropy more broadly in the community is is significant. Yeah. Um, and so that was, you know, wonderful experience and uh, it, it simply got to the point where I was, you know, after I did some study, I thought maybe I am actually ready to to do this. I'd sort of had aspirations of moving into a, a private equity role post-MBA. That was my intent. Yeah. Um, but that, you know, it's a very competitive world and it, and it didn't fall into place and, and then, you know, Quitmo was obviously in the back burner and I thought, well, Maybe this is serendipitous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's yeah. time for me. So you'd to always had the idea in the back of your head, and then you thought, "Right now, it's time to do it." Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I think which was a combination of of timing and thing, other things not falling into place, and um, then probably a realization that I, in, in my eyes at least, for better or worse, that that I have the skill set that I need to actually be able to run a company. Mm. Mm. 
So you're four years in. Yep. What advice have you got for others that, you know, might be at the earlier stages of their startup journey? Um, look, the, the, by fact, of, if these people have already started, you know, they're certainly already acutely aware that, that startup life is not as glamorous as it is uh, perhaps um, uh, often presented. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it is, a, it is a, well, perhaps not for some and the fortunate some, but they would be the exception to the rule, but it's, it's a long journey. Yeah. And it is- A marathon, right? It's, it's mm. a marathon and um, there's glimmers of uh, wonderful news but it's one foot after the other. It's a slog. Yeah. It's yeah. a slog. <laughs> now, there's the exceptions to the rule, of course, of course. and you know, we all love to, to hang our hats on those and go, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. But they're an exception to the rule and I think people need to realise in terms of what level of sacrifice is required mm. to, yeah. to make a go of it and, and genuinely ask themselves whether that's what they want mm. because there's all sorts of much easier paths. Mm. And what are some of the good moments where you've gone, oh, just loving this? Um. The last couple of weeks has made me realise and remember how much I miss working with amazingly smart people. Uh, you know, the, the, mm. it is it puts a spring in my step um, mm-hmm. working with people who who have their own ideas, their own energy, their own enterprise, their own creativity, and and you know where there's problems that you know I would have been scratching my head for days, going, "How can we solve this?" And it's mm. five seconds, and they've got an amazing solution, and it's like that right. is that is what is fun when you're creating yeah. something with people together mm. and uh, and where everyone can feel engaged and empowered to participate and have ownership over the result. That, you see, that is what I, I enjoy. I thought you were going to say that <laughs> moment when I was selected as one of the top three curtain ignition <laughs> graduates to speak on the Friday because I was so proud. Well, well, that is the second. That's his second answer, Charlie. Oh, <laughs> I love that answer. Full disclosure. Because <laughs> you're so good at pitching. You're, you're so fantastic good at pitching. Public speaking and all that. I think I saw you once. Uh, first, I think, came across you when you were doing the pitch into Palace pitch of the palace thing and then after that the canning and then on to current ignition and obviously since then I've seen you talk a few times but you it's not easy to get up there and do it and you do it really well mm. oh, that, so that's terrific advice much. terrific that, advice um it is yeah real you know and that discovery I guess that um you know being part of a team and growing something together for you can only benefit Quitmo you know at this juncture it feels like maybe mm. a, a real juncture that um, it's an exciting time for us, yeah. you know, like don't, there's still a lot of heavy lifting and it's still, mm. you know, early steps, but it's a very exciting time. And, uh, you know, that we have, you know, there's a lot of people who are eager to come on board who, who are really amazing people. Um, and I truly believe that we can execute on, on our strategy and, and, you know, create great things. What do you think you wish you'd known at the beginning four years ago that you now know? Yeah, that, look, that, that's a that's a, you know a difficult question. If mm. look, if I, if at that juncture I'd uh, you know known that it would have been you know three and a half years before uh, before securing funding, yeah, that is the piece that I you know particularly with my background uh, and network, I would never have guessed. I've, I I just didn't think the funding. Would you still have done it? Interesting. Uh, well, look, you know that. The, Hindsight, look, the, mm. it's, the three and a half years was a very, very challenging yeah. period. Um, you know, like a startup life, there's, there's, you know, there's a million doubters for every person who says you, you know, yep. you're on the the right path. Yep. So it's a, it's a lonely and challenging and tough existence. Yep. You know, t- time will tell whether this has been the right decision. You know, in five years' time or ten mm. years' time, 
Um, but it's a really tough path. And, mm. uh, and certainly, you know, at this juncture in my career, I could have had a, a far easier life, um, you know, being back in corporate world and, and sure. all that affords than, uh, um, than the But all the stuff life. that comes with that too. And look, startups yeah. take five to seven years. They just do. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of startup founders need to know that. It's yeah. not Agreed. an overnight success. No. Even the successful ones, they didn't make any money. Yeah. Google, Facebook didn't make any money for five, seven years. Airbnb, go and look at them. Uber took a long time. Yeah. Because you're doing something disruptive and difficult. Yeah. yeah. But it's always going to take longer than you think. Absolutely. And, and it's so important to tell people that. Yeah. You know, people don't hear that enough. So yeah. thank you for being It's not so glamorous. It's, it's, it's not swanning through Space Cube with your coffee and your tight jeans going, <laughs> Well, that's hey, what he did today. Joking. <laughs> 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 <But, laughs> okay. He's fully funded He's now. He's fully funded. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's, but, but, you know, like I, I suppose it's also why the moments when, you know, for me, like when I'm, working with wonderful people, it makes yep. it so joyous mm, mm. is because you can see the potential. Yeah, You've that, always been such a smiley, positive person. You always have yes. been. So I think that's probably got you through, right, mm. the tough years, those early years. Yeah, look, I've been Every very, time I see you, lucky. big smile on your face, it's, always. I, I chose this path. You know, this mm. is this is, this is is the thing that I, you know, I mm. chose this path. I wasn't forced into it. Um, and, you know, every day continue to, to progress and, you know, do what you can. So you may as well enjoy the process as best you possibly can, regardless of how challenging it might be on that particular day. Oh, that's great. Okay, we're going to finish with a rapid quickfire round. So we're going to alternate some questions and uh, just spit out the first thing that comes to your head. Could be a word, could be a phrase, whatever. <laughs> we might pick up on it, we might not, we might keep going. So um, do you want to start, Danielle? I'll kick it off, Charlie. So, Chris, how would you describe the local startup scene in WA? Full of potential. Mm. Nice. If you were to wave your magic wand over the local startup scene, what would you wish into being or maybe wish away? I would wish um, that there was a fundamentally different volume of investors and sophisticated investors, particularly around venture capital and corporate mm. venture capital funds. So a higher number, mm. presumably, than there uh, is. <laughs> and, and, a, and substantially higher number. Right. Yeah. What's the next big thing you're going to do with Quitmo? Uh, our ambitions are significant. So obviously we're, you know, aggressively building out uh, in Queensland mm -hmm. uh, and Western Australia alike. Um, the next big plan will obviously be on the back of our next raise, our mm -hmm. seed raise, mm -hmm. and that's when we'll we'll do a full Australian uh, rollout and, cool. and aggressively when expand. Awesome. What can you oh, say? Well, look, it's still in talks, very early days, um, right. but, uh, you know, I'd certainly expect that to occur this year. Awesome. Fabulous. Uh, and what's the single most important factor that makes a successful startup? Um, you know, like in contemporary words, grit, but, you know, just general mm. stubbornness of, of the team, I think, <laughs> is probably the truth. Most people say something like that. Yeah. 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 So how can anyone listening help you? Oh, wow. Um, I, look. You know, I'd, I'd love for people to sign up on the platform. You know, it's free to sign yep. up as a customer or, mm -hmm. or a merchant. Um, if you've got gear in the shed, please post it up. Um, yeah, because people can earn money by renting it out, right? That's exactly right. So Quipmo, Q-U-I-P-M-O.com.au. Yes. No, A-U, no? just .com. .com. Oh, .com. Glad we covered that then. Indeed. So Quipmo.com. That's the one. All right. Sign awesome. up. Sign up, use the, use the platform. Uh, uh, so to make money on your rent, 
renting out your gear, but also if you're traveling somewhere and want to rent gear. That's exactly right. Or just rent it here in Perth, presumably. You just rent a bike. Rent a bike. Even if you're seeking to tr- like demo a piece of gear, something you've always wanted to to try before looking at buying it. Quitmo.com. Absolutely. Is there a passing message you want to leave our listeners with, apart from signing up to Quitmo and using the site, obviously? The... um. Regardless of what you're doing, just do your best. That's all you can ever do. Just do your best. Very good. Awesome, Chris. Thank you. It has been terrific to chat to you today. We've loved it. It's been great to learn more about you and Quipmo and the story. And, yeah, we wish you the very best over the, you know, the coming years. We're going to be watching. Um, Thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure and I, you know, I genuinely appreciate your continued support. You've obviously both been wonderful advocates for Quipmo and I'm incredibly grateful. Our pleasure. Also, thanks to our sponsors, the Startup West podcast is produced by Startup News and is made possible by the support from Space Cubed, the New Industries Fund, Curtin University, the City of Perth, RSM and Dinner Twist. Yes, thanks to our sponsors. And we recorded this podcast at Riff Podcast Studio in beautiful downtown Perth, West Australia. Don't forget to subscribe to Startup West on your pod platform. Wherever you see it, just put in Startup West, hit subscribe and our latest episodes will wing their way to you. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review because this really helps other people find us. Okay. Thanks very much, Chris. All the best for this year. Thank you very much. See you. Thanks, Danelle. Thanks. Bye.